Hello, and welcome to the Sovereign Collective Podcast, where we bring you real raw truths for your self-empowerment. I'm your host, Sasha Calavota, and I believe that you can stand on your own two feet, but that you don't have to do it alone. I love learning from people who continually strive to raise the bar, to go against mainstream thinking, and who dare to question the general consensus. People are risking ridicule or even risk the loss of their professional status as they bravely question the common narratives and challenge the rest of us to expand our minds and to reconsider what we think we already know. Join me in learning how to take control of your health and your mind so that you can have the energy to think more clearly and the confidence to step up and take responsibility for all aspects of your life. We promise to never censor here because I believe you are strong enough to hear the real, raw truth to make up your own mind. If you like what you find here at the Sovereign Collective Podcast, then please share with your friends and family. And please also consider making a small donation on my Patreon page so that I can continue to bring you amazing content so that we can all create a better future. I so appreciate you. Thank you for tuning in. And now, on to the show. Sasha Calabota here with another episode of the Sovereign Collective Podcast. And today we have a little bit different of a format for you, as you can see if you're watching this on video. Today I'm here with my hubby, Tim, and I've got Catherine Kowalchuk and her partner, Mike Worthington, and we're going to have a discussion on current events. So we met Mike and Catherine at a rally a couple weeks ago here in Calgary and Tim asked them if they'd be so kind to join us on a podcast. So the background of Catherine is law and of Mike is engineering and together they've got a lot of information, a lot of research, a lot of curiosity that has put together a lot of information so that we could get into you know, what's going on in the world today and some of the truths behind what we are we are seeing out there and when maybe what we're not being told. So I'm going to tell you a little bit about Catherine and Mike, and then we'll get into it. So Catherine has been practicing law in the province of Alberta since 2003. She has worked in large national firms and smaller firms in Alberta. From 2010 to 2017, she had her own law firm. While Catherine's main focus is family law these days, given what is happening in our world, Catherine has turned her attention to uncover the implications of citizens' rights in the face of COVID-19. She and her partner, Mike Worthington, have been researching for years and have recently teamed up with other lawyers and professionals in the city of Calgary, and they call themselves Lawyers for Truth, and that's for the number four. So you can go to lawyersfortruth.ca to find the information and on Facebook as well, right? Mm -hmm. Lawyers for Truth's goal is to disseminate information about human rights and the lockdown restrictions, which are being ignored by our governments and mainstream media. Lawyers for Truth is not a law firm and does not offer legal advice. They are simply a resource for people to help them make sense of our world and put people in touch with various resources. And Mike. So Mike is a practicing professional engineer and business owner. Mike has been involved in construction, oil and gas, and research and development. Much of Mike's experience, including current work, involves reviewing published scientific papers and exploiting these learnings to increase corporate value for his clients. Mike has devoted much of his personal time to researching our current government policy decisions with respect to the available public statistical data, scientific research, historical information, and legal precedent. This body of research concludes that COVID-19 restrictions are not based on science, are a repeat of the failures of the 1918 H1N1 Spanish flu pandemic. We could talk about some of those similarities there and that the restrictions are causing much more harm than any measurable benefit. For some reason, our government doesn't seem to see that. 
I don't know. I think I do. Mike teamed up with Lawyers for Truth to help put an end to the public policy disaster we are now living. So thank you, Catherine and Mike, for being here today. I really appreciate what you're doing and taking the time to speak with us today. Thanks for having us. Yeah, we're pleasure. excited about All this. All pleasure. Thank you. So, so where should we start? Where should we, so why don't you just tell us a little bit more about the organization? So you're both involved with that organization, right? Yeah, this really came, it's... The genesis came from actually that same rally that we met at a few weeks ago in Calgary. And um, we approached Doris Reimer, who is part of, um, or was one of the lawyers that was speaking that day about uh, the human rights implications that are being violated currently right now with these restrictions. And um, so we, she knew some people and I knew some people, we gathered everybody together um, and we all decided that, you know, we needed to do something and we felt kind of powerless because, uh, to some extent, because there are, there are other groups doing things, um, which is great. Um, but you know, they are either so far down the road, uh, doing some things and, uh, we just thought well, we would take a different slant to it, which is not necessarily going out, although we do support the rallies and we have been attending the rallies. Um, we thought we could channel our um, collective knowledge into information and help point people into the right direction in terms of resources and how to make sense of things and give people an outlet to vent because I think a lot of people are waking up right now uh, to this information and I suspect that something is wrong um, and um, it's very therapeutic to be able to talk with other people who are very like-minded mm. right especially with with respect to what we're going through and so I don't know where it's going to go, to be honest. All I know is that um, we want to get as much information out there as possible. For some reason, lawyers and lawyers and engineers and other professionals um, do have right or wrong a certain uh, image uh, and reputation. Some some of it's good, some of it's bad, but there is some sort of um, deference given, I think, to people who are professionals. Um, and so for whatever reason, um, you know, you know, we, we hope that we can, you know, have these conversations with people. We are, we are, I, I believe, intelligent. You know, we have years of experience in going through school. We have years of life experience, uh, both within work and, you know, just living life as well. And so, I think it's important for people to see that people who are educated can think critically and we're not necessarily tinfoil hat like we've been labeled we're not necessarily people who um you would typically um stereotype as a conspiracy theorist right and that's a, such a popular term these days um we're just like average everyday people who who want to understand what is going on and when we hear a collective message being echoed throughout the world uh, when we see what is happening with the violation of our human rights uh, having to wear a mask locking down getting having businesses destroyed families all families being destroyed um, we need to do something about it right and you're seeing firsthand families coming apart you being in family law you've seen that impact your own like from your perspective, yeah. are you seeing that? Are you? I'm, I'm assuming you're getting a direct example of that in your own practice. 
I am. I do practice family law and I uh, do mostly divorces and separations and child access and that spousal support and all that kind of stuff. And I've been I've been busier probably in the last three months than I probably have with divorce for a very long time. Wow. Yeah. So that just goes to show, you know, the stress that I think are on people. Interesting coincidence, if nothing else. Yeah. If you believe in coincidence. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And are you so for some reason, there don't seem to be a lot of professionals speaking up, in my opinion. And people say, oh, you know, well, they're getting threatened or they're going to have their license revoked or things like that. And I just feel like for me, I, I understand you need to feed your family. You have to, you know, you need your paycheck. But I don't understand if you know, like, do these people not know or they're just pretending or do, like, I don't know how you live with yourself if you just comply when you know that something stinks. So are you seeing many other people in your, in both in the engineering world and the, in the law world, are you seeing many people standing up many questions? Or are you guys few? Um, I would say we're few. Um, I, I think that, I, I mean, I work in a smaller firm. So my, my sample size of colleagues right now that I immediately work with is quite small. But having said that, people think that this is crap, bullshit. They really are not, uh, they don't understand it. The rules are arbitrary. There seems to be no rhyme or reason to them. And um, so they question it. But uh, there was an article a couple of months ago that described uh, us as cynical spreaders. The, what was the other one? Um, there was, had us lumped into like the- Us the, being lawyers for truth? No, or, or? Uh, well, like, I forget what article it was, and so I probably shouldn't reference it. But anyway, um, the article um, labeled people who are anti-maskers, right? Labelists, <laughs> right? As you know, like we are, yeah, co yeah. you know, the COVID spreaders, right? We're cynical spreaders, and then right. so the a big, I think, part of the population, from what I can gather, is going along to get along. And right. I get that. And then there's and then there's a, a big part of the population as well. I think less though than the two combined that I just mentioned um, that are believing exactly what the government is telling them, what the health officials are telling them and not questioning it. And I think that's a byproduct of uh, years of being manipulated. And, and that's the why that I think we wanna get into uh, later on in our mm -hmm. conversation that a lot of people don't or cannot hear they can't get to that point because it is very dark and um and and there's been a targeted campaign to label it all as conspiracy theorists to you know in an effort to discredit right off the giddy up before any information is uttered right right so um but so i think people are from my experience people are uh, not in agreement with this, but they are going along to get along. Well, I think they generally, genuinely have some idea that if they get, go along, that it will all of a sudden be over. Well, that's what they think, but, but like, clearly it was two weeks to flatten the curve, which yeah. ended up being now nine months, right? And so... And now until the end of... December, December 2021, which is really miraculous. And in fact, you know, I was reading the Public Health Act the other so day. So just to, to, to interrupt. So yeah. masking bylaw has been extended in Calgary to December 2021. So for some, somehow they have a crystal ball letting us know that for the next year, we're going to be required to have a mask for our protection. 
or for your protection. Yeah, it's quite ridiculous, right. actually. And when I was reading the Public Health Act, which adopted, as you know, Bill 10 of this earlier this year came into effect, which gave the government sweeping powers with respect to this pandemic. Um, it's interesting that a lot of what was enacted is miraculously going to be repealed on its own in December 2021. So you know, like when you connect the dots on all this, you wonder, well, that's kind of convenient. City of Edmonton has a mass bylaw until 2020, December 2021, Calgary, the Public Health Act. So I don't know. Do you believe in coincidences? <laughs> Not me. Right? I, I have done way too much study on, on too many different areas to, to believe in coincidence, yeah. right? Uh, you know, someone said to me, you know, I don't, well, I don't have the luxury of denial when, when I was suggesting, because when I, when we have a little bit different styles when we're talking about this, I'm, I'm very much about seeing how I can keep the conversation open because I think that's one of the most dangerous things that's happened is the denial of conversation, right? And the demonizing of conversation and having healthy spirited debate about different ideas and that that's not okay. And it's not only not okay, it's being censored. And, and the funny thing is, is anybody who doesn't, isn't aware, like if they're just like going on the mainstream things, they'll never know how much stuff is actually being censored on Facebook, on YouTube, on Instagram, on whatever, right? On Twitter, there, there's um, heaps and heaps and heaps. Like we, I don't know, how many, how many things do you think you've actually seen that have been actually pulled off of oh, tons. those platforms. Tons and tons, tons and tons. Like we're censored all the time. Yeah. You know, or, you know, fact checked or whatever it is, you know, this is, you know, or like violate, you're in violation of our community standards. Even, even if is. you're reporting data, like actual from data, the like CDD, here, CDD, here's, here's the CDC the data, you know, here, here's, here's something from the FDA or some the NIH or yeah. whatever, right? Yeah. Any of them, you can pull up the document and you can show it and there it is. And if it's not in alignment with the with the mainstream narrative, then somehow it's being fact checked. You're representing it it's, wrong. It's being represented as false information, <laughs> right? Yeah. If, if people want more information on what is being censored and how it's being done and why, there's an excellent piece in the British uh, Journal of Medicine. So it's a very reputable journal, and it talks specifically about who and why science is being censored. So that would include your data. Mm. Um, and it's quite explicit. Um, so they describe a profit motive to censoring the data. Yeah, well, that would make sense. Can we, can we actually hook up with you after and get links to something like that? Sure, that's also on yeah. the Lawyers for Truth Facebook. Oh, there we oh, go. It's, it's on, oh, it's on, the, oh, on okay. the Facebook. On the we, Facebook. Can provide Facebook it. we can provide all the okay. links awesome. for follow-up. Yeah, to yeah they'd be good yeah. to put in the show notes and yeah. people can we'll check it out that. for themselves because yeah. you know, people are going to want, they're going to believe whatever they believe. And there's going to yeah. be, without even knowing us as people or having a, one single discussion about it, there's going to be judgment on the fact that this conversation is even happening. Totally. Right? And I think, you know, the real solution is, is simply the willingness to engage your reading comprehension skills while it's still in control of your cognitive dissonance. So we all have a vested mm -hmm. interest in not knowing this. Mm -hmm. None of us want to deal with the betrayal and lies that have 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 been promulgated by our government, health services, and the media. Mm. Um, but that doesn't make it less true. Um, and so that might be seem inflammatory if you're uninformed, 
but really that's all that's required. And even the science on masks is, is very, very plain and simple. They don't work. Um, so the very premier studies are called a randomized controlled trial yeah. or a randomized clinical trial with laboratory confirmed results, all of which show that no masks do not work and any any benefit is within statistical error or the error bar of the study. And now some of these studies have been very, very large to try to quantify what that benefit may or may not be. Uh, what's also important is that in another randomized controlled trial, uh, they found that cloth masks increase uh, infection rate. Bacterial no, infection rate. Uh, all infection. All infection rate. So they did an all infection rate. So there's also clinical trials that show masks increase the likelihood of an influenza-like illness. So it's not just mm. bacteria. Um, so there's, and then, so if you talk about what damages can be or harmed uh, to people and what, what they are, um, they're, one of them is called maskne. So people are experiencing abrasion, mm. uh, bruising, mm. And, and then also um, fungal or bacterial infection. One is like a yeast infection on your face. Um, the other uh, is called mask mouth. And so dentists, the, one of the primary dentists that's showing this is a guy in New York who's had clients that he's had for years and years with no medical issues in their mouth. Now, what he's seeing is a rise in halitosis um, gum disease, tooth decay, and what we do know is that tooth decay is also linked to stroke. So these things mm -hmm. left unchecked Absolutely. will lead to serious issues. So and yet now there's there were lobbying here in Calgary for to put fluoride back in the water because yeah. <gasps> coincidentally there's a pro there's an uprising in the decay of or um, they're just choosing the time because everybody's just, preoccupied or, or, so you can't sure, think maybe, of fluoride yeah, because enough. you got so many other things yeah, to okay, worry about like fair enough well exactly. it's an interesting coincidence if nothing else it is an interesting coincidence so many coincidences yes so you're so you've been doing obviously a lot of so you've been spending your time doing a lot of research yes correct so where have you been going and what have you been finding so let's for somebody that might be new to this what would be some points of interest so the mask so some people so what do you say to, what do i what would you say to me when it's like well i listen to the science and the science clearly shows that the masks are working are people seeing some kind of fake studies are they just no, what using that word science and well, not what they're hearing is so you would have uh like a clinical trial or observational study so there's a pyramid on our Facebook page, Lures for Truth Facebook page, and it describes the quality of, of scientific data. Mm -hmm. So at the bottom of the pyramid are these clinical trials uh, and observational studies. So you're, you're, you're basically uh, interviewing people, talking to them, getting feedback, and then based upon that data that you've collected, and you know they're not to be downplayed because these are oftentimes doctors doing this. And so, so, so it is valid to some degree. Um, the challenge is, is that it's not randomized, so it's subject to bias, and there's no lab confirmation. So someone could say, no, I didn't get sick, but they did get sick, or they did get sick, but they right. really believe that they were healthy through it, so they'd say, well, no, I wasn't sick. Right. So, th so it, it makes the results um, speculative. So in oil and gas, like I related to oil and gas, those data are like 
geology and seismic. So you can collect this data and you have experts looking at this data and they really do work hard and they really do believe in the data, what it can tell. So they interpret it. And so they'll say drill here because I believe there's oil there based on this data and this interpretation. And sometimes there's oil and sometimes there's not. Right. So the studies, if you want to know if there actually is oil there, are the randomized controlled trials or the randomized clinical trials with lab confirmed results. So we've drilled that well, the mask well. There was no oil there. They don't work. They do not work. <laughs> <laughs> okay, right. Right. I think somebody was quoting, I think it was uh, Simone Gold who did the uh, the American Frontline, America's Frontline yeah. Doctors she was yeah. referring to. Before March 2020, there was not one study that showed efficacy of masks and viral. Well, we are, we know right? we know we know that this is not about it's not about health and it's not about whether the mask works um, to prevent a virus that you know whose you know um, survival rate is 99.7 percent, right? So it's not about that. And even early on, you had you know people experts like Dr. Fauci in the United States and uh, Dr. Tam in um, Canada, both advocating or suggesting that masks were not necessary. It has nothing, the mask wearing has nothing to do with so, it. And, but, you know, you know, for, for people who either don't want to pay attention to it, can't be bothered or too busy in their life, their life is falling apart, they don't have time to research all of this because the media is not, is working hand in hand, hand in glove with the governments and they are being, we are just getting whatever the official narrative is. And, um, and so that information is not going to be found on your fingertips and it's not going to come up in the first three searches or first page of Google mm -hmm. because Google's part of it. And so, um, you know, anybody who has any questions about that, you ought to watch Social Dilemma, which is on, on well, uh, exactly. And even Social Dilemma, and that, that show quite is, but quite they didn't bring up Google, I don't think. They didn't bring but, up one, but, all, but, but they all, talk about but the point is, all it does is it brings forward the, uh, the artificial intelligent algorithms that are more about what they what can sell to you or what you have yeah. interest in than what's actually available. Well, and I found when I because I I've been told to watch Social Dilemma for quite some time, and I don't have a Netflix account anymore after the Cuties episode mm -hmm. stuff that came out earlier this year, so we don't subscribe anymore. However, we found it on BitChute, and uh, we watched it finally just recently, and I found it quite interesting because the examples that they use for, you know confirmation bias and all the rest of it mm -hmm. seem to be conspiracy yes. theories absolutely right? however <laughs> what the person who is not a conspiracy theory per, theorist wouldn't suspect is that they're getting duped with the information that they're curating with however they're searching or whatever they're doing right yeah. and so where what i've found and recently and more so was plain for me this year is that people are operating in silos they're not connecting the dots right so you know for instance you know there's people that are very vocal about how i don't trust the government and it's their crap and they're ruining and whatever and so you know about the economy i don't trust justin trudeau's got to go whatever and then you say okay well do you trust them no, I don't. I said, well, why do you trust them about this COVID? Yeah. And then yeah. I get a flat Total disconnect, response. right? I'm like, yeah. how? Like, and so that's what's really interesting to me. And, and, and the psychological, I mean, they call it a psychological operation for a reason, yeah. right? And, and it's just, 
it's just, um, it's actually, and I described it yesterday as heartbreaking. What I see right now is just heartbreaking because um, I can't believe where we're at. And, and I actually don't think that this is gonna get much better. I think it's gonna get quite a bit worse. Now, I don't want to have that energy out there, but, you know, at the same time, when you look around, we were only supposed to be locked down for two weeks. And that nine months later, we have a, a mask mandate that's going to extend until at least December 2021. Right. Mm -hmm. So and people are happy about it and they and want it and they're asking it. for it. Oh, I know. Well. Right. So, OK, so if it's not about the health, what do you what is it about? So Fauci, Tam, everyone, oh, no, it's just if any Fauci says. If anything, you're making somebody else feel better. The mask, it doesn't really do anything. So why the mask mandate? Let's let's talk about what. Before that. we go there, okay. There's sure. a lot of people that are saying this and spouting this idea, this this theorem, that the mask protects others. Right. Well, okay. That, yeah. that I don't wear the mask to protect me. I wear it to protect you. Mm -hmm. Yeah, right. and that is categorically false. Okay. Um, it that is not the case. So you can find. Um, trials where they've done this and with the masks when you breathe out the majority of the airflow goes beside a mask mm -hmm. and with cloth masks in fact you have increased aerosols so aerosols are the the particles that are in the air and they flow like a fluid so they're governed by fluid dynamics they're not spit that's going to come out and fall right and they can float for up to 16 hours there's been studies a study that has shown them in the hours. air for 16 hours. Wow. So if you're in a building where everyone's breathing out the side of their mask yeah. and you have a central uh, NHVAC system, mm -hmm. you're exposed. We're all exposed. It's, it's too late. The masks don't work. And that's been proven. And this idea that you're protecting someone else, although it's a very nice thing to feel, perhaps, it's just simply not true. It, it's just it's not true. And, and uh, well, the I'm only studies that show that are observational in nature, and there's no, there's no actual determination of that. And the only determination of that is actually the opposite. Well, further to that, my mother and father, you know, bless them, they're um, down, you know, on kind of our side and have come to realize that all of this is just nonsense. Um, they've, you know, done their own advocacy work for themselves and have written their um, city councillors, their MLAs, the premier, etc. And my mom and dad, or one of them wrote to um, Councillor Sutherland in Calgary to ask about what justifies this mask bylaw. And this was early on. And the response that we received or they received, that they shared with us, was that this was just because most constituents wanted it because it made, would make them feel better. So that, it was, was, all that was right in the Public Health Act. Oh, right. That, 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 that little, no, no, it wasn't the Public Health no, Act. It was the... Uh, it was the AHS document. Well, it's very plain. This is not about science. No. It's about making people feel better. And like right. they are contributing somehow to, you know, saving lives when that is not actually the case. And further to the point where they all cause deaths for the same time period right now as in previous years is no not very much different. No. The only difference in the death all cause death data is the timing of it and what you see not here not only here but anywhere where these draconian measures came in the lockdowns that is where you see this spike in death rate 
um, but the all-cause death totals on a monthly basis or annualized basis, an annualized basis, are absolutely no different. Absolutely no different. Um, and which I'm actually surprised because considering the overdoses and the suicides, I would think there would be a little bit more, but for totally different reasons. Yeah, the zero to the zero to forty-five year group is higher than normal, um, okay. and so that could account for that. Um, but there, there is a group. Of the newly retired group, so the uh, 45 to 65 kind of range, mm -hmm. or 45 to 70, something like that. I can't remember the exact digits, but it's right from the Canadian Stats, Stats Canada. Canada death database. You can go and get it. You can analyze the data yourself, put in a spreadsheet, and you can figure this all out. Uh, but there is the newly retired um, are doing quite well this year. They have less deaths than normal. Um, less deaths well, than normal, just, 45 and up. And, you know, then there's the uh, the black sheep or the pink elephant or the gorilla in the room, whatever you want to call it, is about Sweden. We just actually looked at them this morning of all-cause yeah. mortality. And Sweden, you know, the, the country where they're like, oh, my goodness, they, did, they didn't lock down. And now, you know, cases are going up and whatever, which means nothing. By the way, like my own thing about cases, cases simply means a positive PCR test, not a case of an infectious individual well, but if i'll just finish yeah. on so on the sweden numbers um it's actually gone it's it's actually been the, the deaths have been trending down and as of december 4th 2020 they were only at eighty-two thousand and change where in the previous years it was like 87 90 91 92 it's kind was of been that about that way since 2000 but that was for the whole year it was for the whole year yeah. so we still have we still have a little bit granted, to go, there's three but... weeks to go in that in that uh, in that data until it all comes to fruition, but it's unlikely that I would think that, that all of a sudden there's going to be 40,000 new deaths be indicative in the of next a pandemic. Like yeah. So well, when we looked at the data, we tore it into the first 38 weeks because that's the data we had. So all the data that we analyzed is time normalized data. So we take out all of that idea that there's more deaths to the end of the year. When we look yeah, at yeah, based it, on it up to thirty-eight weeks, yeah. up to thirty. So you measure thirty-eight to thirty-eight. Yeah, that, yes. yeah, yeah, precisely. Yeah. Exactly. And so, if you wanted to calm people down, you would just tell them that this uh, scenario this year with this woohoo flu is <laughs> is <laughs> the same, and maybe not quite even as bad as two thousand eighteen. And if you remember two years ago, I don't remember the flu season being particularly bad. Yet this woohoo flu is in the statistics themselves the same as right now the timing of those deaths has changed and it changed relative to the lockdown the lockdown killed a lot of people i believe when you when you lock people into long-term care facilities first and foremost and you don't let them go to the hospital to get treatment when they're dying they die where if they go to the hospital they would survive more right. so one of the things and that's, and that's just on a mechanical level that's very mechanical yeah very mechanical. And then so right now where we have more people in ICUs and more hospitalizations, well, there's a lot of people who got very upset about that um, because a lot of these people didn't have non-resuscitation orders. Like they're meant to be saved. Yes. And we, they were locked into these long-term care facilities to die. So that has been changed. So now uh, these people, if they don't have a do not resuscitate order, they are being allowed to go to the hospital. So yes, of course, hospitalization is up. And of course, there's more people in ICU. But nothing above normal. No, and there that, was that and that's nurse. the thing that's not yeah. being said by public officials. Now it's being said by nurses all around right. 
Yes. Uh, the ICs are busy because they're always busy they're always at this busy. time of the year. Nothing yeah. out of the ordinary. Nothing. Yeah. To, but yet we hear there's hallway medicine and there's no beds. and there's, So there's always hallway medicine, right? We're not seeing anything out of the ordinary. And the fact that we're even debating that there's a pandemic, doesn't that make people question, is there really a pandemic? Like, yeah. wouldn't it be very obvious? Well, just think about it. Like, this is the first time in my life where you've turned on the news and they were reporting entire uh, how total deaths each day. Yeah. Like, yeah. when yeah. have we ever done that for anything? Or when, right? it, or when so, every mainstream media is cheerleading government position. Exactly. Right. So, you know, yeah. like, you know, if we had focused, of course, this is all new information because we've never been told every day how many people died from the flu. Like, right. We've never been told we've that. We've never told every day. Exactly. So, or cases, 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 you know, cumulative number that just keeps getting bigger. You hear and bigger. about a car accident here or, you know, like right. whatever, but you don't hear of, you know, statistical deaths reported daily. And it's what they open the news with every time exactly right but up until up until 2020 what a case was was when a doctor saw someone diagnosed something right that's what i was going to mention if he was uncertain of his diagnosis or wanted confirmation because this or tether might have meant a different protocol then he would get a lab test to confirm which it was this is the first time where we're using a lab test only and calling that a case and assuming it's an infection these this is this is not that is not medical science that but that even cases is something else and all even cases are the 20 other kids that were in the class with one that was course, right, positive as well case. yeah right yeah, like the yeah. cases they remember they were saying we were listening to something ages ago and like for every yeah. actual it's case which is questionable in its own right based on the test that's being used there was on average 15 Probably. assumed cases that were lumped in with cases yeah. and they did not decipher between the two yeah yeah right yeah they literally do not matter they and the, there was a great article that described this these cases and this case count and the pcr related positive tests is scientifically useless like it is literally useless information yeah um so, for, the, except for forensics which is why it was well it is a good test right right but yeah, not for diagnosing it not yeah exactly it, it it produces more genetic material from a small sum very effectively well and don't you and further to mike's point uh what i find about we were talking about this the other day like they have removed doctors from the equation just as mike pointed out like normally you would go see a doctor you would get a test to confirm a potential diagnosis that would be done in the laboratory and then you could you know you have somebody reviewing, understanding your personal history and going through that with you to be confirmed by laboratory result. Well, the doctors have been removed. Well, why have they been removed from that process? Is it expediency? Is it because they don't want us to know something? So we heard something third, uh, secondhand um, recently that apparently had doctor from a doctor in Edmonton. And this doctor has disclosed that their directive from AHS is to not give out any information when requested. So I haven't determined, like I haven't been able to validate it, um, but I have no reason to think based on my source that that would be information that is false. So um, 
why are they doing that, right? And, but I can talk about my own experience because I have a mask exemption. I went in July and I spoke with my doctor, my um, GP for an hour about this issue. And what I took from that conversation, I did get a mask exemption. Um, but what I did take from that um, was that she, at that time in July, now this is early on, uh, on the heels of the August 1st mask mandate, they're afraid. They are, they don't want to get sued. They don't want any liability. They're afraid for their jobs and they don't want to come out. And so um, there you have it. Like it is not about what is, and I've heard anecdotally from other people as well, having conversations with other people about all this shenanigans that they, they're being people going to get a mask exemption. Uh, the doctors are telling them, no, we're being told not to. Not to give it. Yeah. And yeah. That, like, for me, that's just grants for malpractice. Like that's negligence. If you, you are an individual, you're an individual. We all have our own personal stories and histories and problems and health concerns. Like to, to flat out say no exemptions being, being given out. It doesn't make any sense. I've talked to so many people that are suffering from it where they have lung issues, they have anxiety issues, they've had past trauma exactly. issues. It's, absolutely insane well and a lot of people say like the ndp always says on their facebook this is not a, a political statement it's a mask and every single time i write yes it is a political statement in a mask and every time i just get like reamed out for like <laughs> days from the ndp and look i'm without party like i don't have an affiliation to any party and mm -hmm. I, I i will agree and support people who use common sense and logic as part of their decision-making and, and right. policy-making. But this I cannot get behind. And it is not about health. This is about muzzling people. And the great, the thing where I am sickened every day when I see everybody with a mask on, because I don't wear a mask, I have an exemption and I assert that as often as I possibly can. Um, so regardless, um, I just see that it's such a, a description of, like, it's so symbolic of, um, you know, really what I feel that they're telling us is just, just shut up, don't ask any questions and stay at home. Like, they don't want us, they don't want us intermingling like this. They don't want us having conversations about anything like this because they know, I know in my heart and I can't, I just feel in my heart that they know that, you know, this house of cards is, is going to fall mm -hmm. because people are standing up. So people like Rocco Galati in, in um, Ontario, people like um, John Carpe in Alberta with the Const Justice Center for Constitutional Freedoms and others all around the world and in Canada uh, are bringing applications because they understand that our rights are being violated, right? And, and the constitution allows for uh, an infringement on one's rights, but it has to be reasonable and they have to demonstrate it. And I, I'm really looking forward to these lawsuits going through um, the courts. Um, it's going to take a lot. A That's what's going to ask. This is a sluggish process. So what can we expect process. out of that? Well, it really depends. But with Rocco Galati's uh, lawsuit, he is a huge case, right? Like he uh, and he has uh, he's a wealth of experience and he has a lot of experts and he is going to, I think, uh, demonstrate to the courts that one, the PCR test is faulty and should not be used, cannot be relied upon. And so once you prove that, 
the whole the whole thing falls because the whole lockdowns have been based on that, right? And that's what other pe- other lawyers and other jurisdictions are doing as well. And that's been that's already been ruled in. I think it's a court Portugal. in Lisbon, yeah. Portugal, mm-hmm. at the uh, appellate court, the appeals court, ruled that at I believe it was forty uh, cycles. It's ninety up to ninety-seven percent false positive. So they ruled that it because of that unreliability, it is unconstitutional to use that uh, to incarcerate or for lockdown. Well, even Fauci, out of his own mouth, says that anything at thirty-six, thirty-seven, thirty-eight. Well, over thirty, is in fact. E- even, but he, but yeah, out, I can't, I can't. Speak I think he said that. thirty-five at least. He I said that what I heard is uh, okay. what I remember hearing was he said thirty-six. He said that it's all dead nu- nucleotides, mm-hmm. right? Like he, it's he can't, he can't even depend on it, and then. We had heard that the Alberta cycle rate was 41. Yeah. Well, that's what I was 35. just saying. 35 yeah. I heard first, and then I just heard Jason Kenney refer to 41. Well, but, yeah. they, but the recording I, got cut off, so I don't know what he's going to say about there, There's the, uh, uh, the Drosten. Yes. Are you familiar with the Drosten yes. paper, right? And the lawsuit. Yeah, and the lawsuit. And, and so they were saying at 35 cycles that the test is only 3% accurate. Like in their own in their own literature, yeah, yeah. right, yeah. But but you know we could we could do like there's lots yeah. of information about this. So well, there's lots but, of information. But because yeah. you guys are both like educated people, engineer, lawyer, right, and and you have colleagues and everything. But there seems to be a real why isn't why aren't people open to this conversation? Like educated people, you would think that if you you bring some data, you'd be willing to look at the data. Right. So what, what, what do you think is really going on? Why, why people aren't actually like you go here, just have a look at the data, make your own decision. And they just won't. Well, I think, I think that's psychological. Like, that's why I say the only thing that's required to understand this is willingness, um, basic reading comprehension Mm -hmm. and control of your cognitive dissonance. So in that case, those people are not willing because they do not have control of their cognitive dissonance. They're not willing to understand. They have a vested interest in not knowing this information. And that vested interest is their faith in the media, their faith in government, their faith in healthcare. Well, I do a lot of work with like identity consciousness, right? So how do do you self-identify with yourself and who would you be without that story kind of stuff? And it seems to me that there's one of the biggest threats is for someone to find out that everything that they believed in to become who they are was a lie or was wrong or, or, you know, something, whatever, whatever the, like not to over dramatize it. Right. And so I'm just interested in your guys's feedback about what do you think would take to have someone be open to that willingness, you know, well, Be open to the idea that you're allowing your cognitive dissonance and cognitive bias to sway. So I think from my experience, so, you know, and I'm really open about this on all forums and throughout, like I, I um, am a recovering alcoholic and I've been sober for almost 11 years in January. And um, one thing that, that, that 12 step program taught me um that I really believe in is that, you know, pain is the touchstone for change, right? And normally I don't think people, first of all, betrayal is a really big thing. 
And whether it happens with your spouse or with a child, with your employer or with the government. And we're so used to believing what it is that we hear, you know, because we're very trusting. And especially in North America, where we really haven't, you know, we've been very fortunate. We don't have refugee camps. You know, we don't, we don't have civil war. We haven't had any of this. So we have lived a very sheltered life. Um, but there's pockets of tragedy, tragedy and despair. I mean, that's why we come to Earth is to experience this, right? And and then hopefully relearn why we're here. And part of that story is the failure. I don't think people, for whatever reason, I think we've gotten comfortable in our life and complacent. But people who have actually hit a, a certain rock bottom, like myself, where you can only go up. Um, really contemplate things and this can happen with uh, like a diagnosis of illness or facing imminent death or having a near-death experience or whatever bankruptcy whatever it is right that has shake divorce you know whatever it is that has shaken your belief system you know you have a choice at that point you can either continue to do what you've always done to get the same result or you can make a different choice and I really think these same principles play into, in, into the psychology of what is happening now because, and the reason why I think that there is that cognitive dissonance is because it hasn't gotten bad enough yet. People see the mask as it's no big deal. I'm actually helping somebody. You're killing my grandmother, don't you know, if you don't wear it. And, you know, they're not thinking logically about it because they feel good about what they're doing. And I don't think that these people are bad people. I think that these people are just you know, wanting to do the right thing. And, but I think as time goes on and this gets worse and the lockdowns go for longer and the food supply chain potentially gets shut off and, or the military comes in to force vaccinate or, and or two class system um, appears um, to be put in place, which is very much on the horizon. They're talking about vaccine passports already mm -hmm. so that, you know, I'm not, if I choose not to get a vaccine, I'm not going to be able to go to the movies, find an airplane, go into some grocery stores, probably, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Right. So it's really going to fragment our society. Right. And so that's my unscientific understanding of why, why I think, why I think people are not there yet. Right. It's not bad enough yet. And it, it, as it gets worse, I'm hoping that people will start to see the really see the inconsistencies and arbitrariness of all of this. And so but, you know, time will tell. But I do think that that is I, I've seen a lot of evidence in my life to support how I what I how I believe not only in my own personal experience, but also with people like my colleagues that have thought something is kind of what you know they think something is whatever but now they're just like this is absolute bullshit what is going on here mm -hmm. right mm -hmm. and so and that's taken nine months to to get to right, right? where i think all of in the room called this on day one right i think we knew that this was just an obvious creation for control well whenever you my experience and based on what we've researched and and etc when when you have a coordinated message like the media was spitting out like the cnn's the you know bbc's all the rest of the ctv's all of them all across the world 
that should be your if the hair in your back is not standing up or flags mm. aren't being raised then they should yeah same words same little catch phrases well, all around the bylaws world. Our, when? our bylaws are all also have the same language as well if like mike was looking oh. at different bylaws mask bylaws in diff different jurisdictions and they all seem to have very similar wording wherever there's a constitution where, whatever countries have a constitution the wording is very very similar and don't you find it interesting about these masks as well? Like one of the things that Lawyers for Truth has done is we've created a, a poster. It's called Respect Poster and it's designed for businesses who who are choosing to honor the mask exemption because that has been lost in all of this. The governments don't want to tell you this. And uh, certainly Dr. Dina Henshaw doesn't want to say anything about mm -hmm. this in public, but the, both the Cal city of Calgary mask bylaw and the CMH CMOH 42 2 020 order which is the most recent order it provides i think it's at section 27 or 23 or something like that so anyway don't have it <laughs> we can put that in the show notes we can, we can put that in the show notes they provide exemptions and this is not being adhered to but what is really scary no law that, can break the law correct well get this and this is what one of the things that you know i'm really um heartbroken about or really just dis disturbed about um, I went to court the other day last week. Uh, I had was representing a client in provincial court and I went, you know, the, 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 this lockdown hadn't really, really happened yet. It was, you know, we had notice of it, but anyway, got through the, through the front doors and immediately asked for a mask. The long story short is that the courts have mandated the mask be worn in all public areas throughout the courthouse. And I reminded the sheriffs four of them who came to talk to me because I did not want, to, I asserted my mask exemption. Mm -hmm. I said, did you read the order? This is not what the order says. The order provides for exemptions. Well, no, and this is what the court, Calgary Court Center has, that's their policy. You have to wear a mask wherever, not, notwithstanding your exemption, anything. And for me, I, uh, you know, I'm, I'm going to be following up with, with um, the chief justices because I, one, don't understand that. I don't understand when when there is an exemption built right into the order mm -hmm. why it is not being adhered of course, to the place of that, justice that, that, not that, providing that justice that it's... makes it sound a lot like the courthouse is not a public entity it's a private entity if they can make their own policy and not have to follow provincial regulation well we all have what's called human rights so yeah. regardless of whether it's public or private you know, under the human rights legislation in canada um, you know, we all have inalienable rights. These rights are, we have them as human beings when we're born, right? So, you know, what these human rights le legislation does is it codifies certain things, um, like uh, being discriminated against for health, religion, you know, all, you know, those typical things that we've all heard that the charter protects and that our Alberta Human Rights Code protects. But the thing is, it's not exclusive it's not a, it's an exhaustive list like it is like that's just not what the government has oh thank you for giving me these rights please like that is the biggest big thing of the, bullshit ever yeah government like, doesn't give you the rights no we have these rights yes. and so to think to you know and, and that's where the education system and all of this has really i think bunged everything up too because we've just kind of all accepted 
that, well, this is how it is. And this is what this law allows me to do, but nobody's actually thinking about it anymore. <laughs> they like, there's the, the level of discernment is like zero. And the level of cynicism is like way up. Like I, I know some, you know, people, very good people from, you know, friends, people I've known for a long time. And they'll say something, well, you think you have rights, but you know, then they put out this, uh, this uh, meme of like sitting bull who says, you know, we have obligations, right? Obligations for the community and stuff like yeah. this. And so it's this shame-based logicking, if you want, which is which is not fact-based, it's just emotion-based, right? And then, so those, you know, these, uh, you know, defamations of, of other people that just want to ask more and more questions around it. Rather right? than discerning, Rather are than, you sick beside me? Should I, like, like is this, you know, there's no discerning. Why would we mask the bulk of the population who are healthy. Why would we not allow people who are healthy to go to their businesses and serve the, their customers? Why are and we create the economy that can help actually take and, and care create, of, yes. of somebody who, who is in, in much need. Right? Yeah. yeah. Yes. And and this whole idea of this has got to be the only like first of all, just as a little piece of interesting information, uh, in the WHO's own literature pandemic used to be before 2011 be described as widespread death and disease right and then they changed it for some reason in 2011 and now it just says um something like um widespread infection no not infection influenza like symptoms or something like this well, they call that, that's that, the description they? <laughs> they did you know? and then they just go look go look They're it up wrong. go, go yeah. 2000 just type in 2001 yeah you know, or 2011 sorry um, if they still have, if they're, they're even removing things. Well, from I, their I own did. Side, I, I did actually go find it and read it myself. Um, but what's where was it going? So this whole idea is like this is the only pandemic type of thing. Like I think probably during the Spanish flu, you probably like stuck your head out and there were like people sick. And yeah, the, right. It was obvious. It was obvious that people would die with um, black or blood colored fluid from their mouth and nose right so it was painfully obvious yeah i've asked probably i don't know 100 people do you know anybody and the answer is no yeah. right and look at and, and look at we're not you know everybody you know any skeptic or you know a covid lover is going to say well these guys you know that they you know we want to kill everybody no we don't right and that's not what this is about absolutely at all. not yeah. we, we only want to kill Two six percent of the population. <laughs> well, because the, isn't the survival rate according to the CDC ninety nine point seven? Yeah, four percent exactly. Yeah. But to that point, this has already been fought out in course twice with the Ontario Teachers or Ontario Nurses Association versus the governing body that runs the hospital. They used in two thousand fifteen they had a policy that was called mask or vaccinate. So during influenza mm -hmm. season for six months of the year, they wanted healthy nurses to wear masks or vaccinate. Mm. And in 2015, they presented all of this data and won the court case. In well, 2000, how, what do you mean? Like, how did they win it? Like, explain how they won they it. They won it that they don't have to wear a mask and they don't have okay. to be vaccinated. I read that backwards myself. Yeah. So in 2018, they had this court case again. Because, uh, because a number of hospitals were not following the first court ruling. And so the uh, arbitrator uh, in the second court case uh, stated that clearly masks do not work. And 
and the Ontario Nurses Association, their mandate is to help others, is to help heal people. This is their entire uh, modus operandi. Mm -hmm. It's their, you know, their raison d'etre. Mm -hmm. So this idea that people that don't want to wear masks or don't want to get vaccinated want to hurt people is just, it's just ridiculous. Right. Yeah. And they've won that twice in recent history. So going down, so you've been doing a lot of research. Mm -hmm. So what else are you finding? What, like, in a nutshell, if you were to like give your, and it's a big nutshell, but uh, your opinion from your research, your educated opinion from your willingness to go deep and look at the research, what are you finding? What, if it, if the mass, if, 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 is there a pandemic, is there not? Why the mass, why not? What, what, what about the coming vaccinations? Why the lockdowns? What are you, what is your research showing for you? Well, in 1918, this was all experimented with. At the time, maybe you could say that they thought it might work, I don't know. Um, but they did masks. Many, many cities had, where you couldn't be in public without one, outdoor, indoor, didn't matter. Um, and they also did lockdown, very, very strict lockdown. There was, I think, three towns in Manitoba that had, the town was on lockdown. You, the RCMP guarded roads in and out, no one could get in or out of the town the uh, Canadian Pacific Railway would not stop. And if they did stop, no person could get on or off the train. Um, and in the end, they, they, the paper writes, and it, it's a, a CDC document, they write there that it's not available publicly. You have to go and you have to search it in a specific way. We can find it for you. Oh, okay. That'd be great. Okay. It's, it's in the CDC stacks. So the stuff that they, that's inconvenient truth now has been mm. shadow banned or publicly mm. whatever shame. But I had heard this paper referenced in another paper and then I couldn't find it. So I got quite, quite motivated to find this paper mm -hmm, to see what mm -hmm. was in it. And it quotes much from Canada, very, a lot. We had very, very strict lockdowns mm. and we had very, very strict mask laws. And it's even uh, in Alberta, um, I believe it was at the time, a similar role to Henshaw said that by the time the mask bylaw was taken down, it was heavily ridiculed um, because mm. it never worked and cases like it just didn't work. Do you know but, what but the duration is of, was of that masking and lockdown? Well, it differed across different jurisdictions. Some of them went on uh, from uh, 1918 to uh, 20 or 18. 1918 to 1920. So some of wow. them, some jurisdictions were, really? were over a year for sure. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. so, and what was the overall percentage death rate? Oh, it's huge. It was high. There was millions died. Like it would, yeah. like, and it was painfully obvious. It was super obvious. Everyone knew someone. And in towns that were in lockdown, people knew people that died. Like you, there was no avoiding it. And it was H1N1, which we still have. It's still one of our major flus. We mm -hmm. still have H1N1. Um, and so coronavirus, this woohoo flu, is just the newest coronavirus to the coronavirus family. Mm -hmm. um, I think I think there's somewhere around eight of them now. So, you know, this is not going to go away. Uh, the only thing that is going to change is that people are, are going to learn the truth. They're going to see that masks don't work. They're going to see that lockdowns don't work. And they can see that in history. They could see that in peer-reviewed science. Um, and then going forward, like... Catherine was mentioning this vaccine passport. 
I actually think it's kind of funny and comedians are going to have a great time with it because Pfizer is saying that the vaccine is, they don't even know if it's going to be able to stop infection. Yeah. So what, so that's, it's ridiculous. It's night, night. Right. I posted a meme today. Somebody's getting a, she's getting like a little cartoon, getting a shot. So after this, enough to wear a mask. No, you'll still have to wear a mask. Oh, and I won't be, no, you're just going to get, I won't have to. And it's like, no, you'll still have to do anything. So she goes, why? So why am I doing this again? Oh, I'm just following orders. So basically, Ray says it all. But you could have an ivermectin passport. So ivermectin, obviously you're aware, uh, has been shown to to, to kill or destroy live virus. So literally in a a, 100% of the time. 100% of the time, and it works very, very fast acting. So, I mean, you could have an idea that under the same kind of draconian measures, but you could have draconian measures that actually worked, and that would be... And free people. And that would be ivermectin. Um, something, something I like, cause I, I'm, I, I'm one of those people who are willing to face my own cognitive dissonance. Like it's uncomfortable to look at this stuff. Yeah. Right. Um, now the ones that criticize people like us, I guess, are people who have their own data, but they won't look at the other side of the data, like the data that we're looking at yeah. typically. So, but we're looking at both sides and we're, and we want to have a conversation about it, but very few people are having that conversation. One of the conversations that, you know, speaking of the pain that the pain hasn't got, the pain threshold hasn't got high enough for people to want change because you're right. People only, they only change one of two ways. One is toward growth. And there's a very, very small percentage of people who just want to see what they're capable of. And the rest of the population, which is probably 95 plus only changes when the when they're forced pain. to to when, move when away they, from pain. exactly to move away from a pain right and well, unfortunately it's... with this with this vaccine something that i've been looking into is this idea that it's it's called various different things but even dr peter hotez who is mr vaccinate everybody who is is touting caution to congress for instance in this in this interview when he's saying that there's some there's th- something we don't understand about coronavirus vaccines, and one of the things that's been called um, vaccine derived immune enha- autoimmune enhancement or yeah. something like this, right? And the and the premise is that you give somebody a vaccine of, of, of uh, specifically of coronavirus is, is the worst one, and what ends up happening is it seems to work until they get challenged by the actual virus right mm-hmm. and when that happens there some weird thing happens and Do- dr peter hotez ends up saying we don't exactly know what happened but they end up basically dying like all the animal <laughs> studies they died or got horribly sick and and so they so all the coronavirus vaccines in the past have never gotten to human trials because all the animals died but this time they're skipping that the animals step. yeah right which is kind of a critical step i would think and I just, I would think you got to have some kind of serious cognitive dissonance inside to know that that information is available for you to actually look at. So you can at least make an informed choice and, and then go plunge that thing in your arm to see if whether or not you're going to have that cytokine storm that yeah. could make you sick. And if more people, and if that happens with a lot of people widespread, you know, well, that, at that point, there, we would have a pandemic. Too late, right? Yeah. And so, you know, the why is, I think, a really important thing to talk about. And I think mm-hmm. that's where a lot of people get lost or don't or they just can't go down that road because it's not fun 
and mm-hmm. it's it really it will shake your entire world like everything that you knew or thought to know to be true you need to question and um people don't like that at all and so that's why i think that there's an automatic like well you're a conspiracy theorist and tinfoil hat and it's, this has been debunked or fact checked yeah, or but not disproved where do you think right. could be a uh is there a middle ground space where people can go do you think to start looking that might want to look somewhere but can't go down that deep hole into the cabal and the you know the whatever the world domination i mean one new one world government is not a term that you have to look for i mean governments are talking about it, right they're talking about agenda 2030 but it's interesting but you know we go well on the, on the data side doc like if you want like actual research mm-hmm. you can't use uh normal search engine you have to duck duck go something that's not yeah. for swiss cows something that's not aiing you onto yeah. um another site and then your first word is pubmed so just P-U-B-M-E-D, okay. which is the National Library of Health, but it'll pull journals from all over the planet. And then type your topic in. And then if you're still not getting enough hits on PubMed, then hit PubMed at the front and the back with your search, what you want to know about in the middle. And oh, then if you okay. want, if you only want to look at PCR or not PCR, but uh, random controlled trials. So you really, you just want the best of the science, then that, that would be individuals. And then if you want, okay, what if you collated those, then that's called a systematic review. And so that's at the top. That's the best. Um, oh, right. We never got data okay, analysis. systematic review. Okay. And then the tippy tippy top would be a meta analysis. So meta analysis will look at multiple systematic reviews of the randomized controlled trials, and then they will comment and relate that information as it would pertain to the lesser quality data, like a clinical clinical study or an observational study. So, you know, it's not difficult to get the information at all. Um, And what we're gonna try to do on Lawyers for Truth, because we just started this like literally two weeks ago. Mm -hmm. And um, I think, you know, what what, what our goal is, is because we wanna be a a resource for this sort of, you know, like one-stop shop, like this is the PCR page. So we're gonna do, here are the links that, you know, we find relevant. Um, you know, always with the disclaimer that you need to, you need like look for yourself and, and any truther or person who, you know, in, in this, um, community who's seeking will always recommend, like, do your own research. Like, you know, like we don't, I don't need to do my own research. If it was true, it would be on CBC, (laughs) you know? And so that's really frustrating for us. So, so we're working to, to make that website as, um, filled with information as possible how what what do you have a timeline do you have a vision where you want to get a bulk of the i mean there's always going to be new information coming yeah we're gonna we're really gonna try to have it for the beginning of january like a lot of more information and in-depth um okay right a lot of a lot of the data but it's already out there already yeah. guys like it's, it is yeah, you know this, like it really is nice to have that central place be, though yeah. right for people yeah. people are lazy people can you show me and like it's not my job to do your research you're not even open to the idea yeah. of what i said i'm certainly not going to go give you a list of resources and go figure that out for you yeah right but but if you scroll, maybe if i could say go to this one website well if you scroll through the lawyers for truth facebook page and go down through all the posts yeah and then if if there's a particular topic that you're interested in, like the, the there's a post about the Ontario uh, Nurses 
Association mm -hmm. and their case, their law case. Okay. And then in the links below that in the comments will be a bunch of other supporting documents right. or data. Okay. So it's one stop shopping for uh, existing a new law. Um, and don't be deterred by the fact check cases. notice or this is a COVID no. article or whatever. Like, click through know, it. Click through They're all over see. my page. You know, exactly. Right? <laughs> and so, yeah. and, and then, you know, alternative to YouTube would be BitChute, you know, well, and we have to, yeah, like, the viewer has to get to the place where they understand that all of the, that notice, all that means is that you are not following either um, codified or information from the CDC or the WHO. But their information has been wrong on so many occasions. Mm -hmm. And it just keeps switching sides, and, and, right? And so, this like, so, th so this sort of fact check notification is, is, is really... It's, it is political. That's it's totally, political. It's totally yeah. political. There, you know what? There's a great there's a great episode of the High Wire where they ex, they do an expose on the fact checking. Actually, you think fact checking is actually is it in social dilemma as well? Corbett, no, I don't Was know. It, yeah, I, I think so, okay. James, James Corbett yeah. talks about the fact checkers and who checks the fact checkers. Well, in yeah, fact, who there's the like who's it? Candace um, Owens, Owens in the states is suing Facebook for and the fact checkers. I don't know if it's Facebook. But I know that she's doing the fact checkers. I heard Facebook and also ICANN, which is Del Big Tree's nonprofit, they are also suing. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, this is happening, right? Like we are gaining some momentum, but it is, it is a slow process, right? And and it has to, like, you know, I was explaining earlier, you know, courts are a deterrent in this weird, you know, we look at the courts as like this place where injustice happens and certainly didn't happen the day that I was in the lobby for myself um you know and I hope that is rectified because um I know that and I hope that the the judges really listen to these cases and really think think long and hard about it and and really turn their attention to the data that they're going to be presented because um, there is nothing reasonable about the limits that they are doing right now. Do you have advice for somebody faced with a fine for congregating with their family over Christmas? Well, we're looking at the, the, the fine as come and get us, like do whatever you need to do because um, so when you get a fine, um, what I'm hearing now, I, I don't have proof, but what I'm hearing in the community is that these, the crown is dropping these cases once these tickets, once they're being challenged. So your first step would be to, first of all, cooperate with the police, cooperate with your the bylaw officer. There's no point in, you know, getting into a fight with somebody, you know, unless, you know, and I get it. Like, look, I've lost my cool as well with people <laughs> many, many times, but, you know, but, you know, the advice would be just to, to give the information that you need to give, get your ticket. And at that point you would file um, your, um, declare whether or not you're guilty. So if you don't believe you're guilty and, and you have to look at the ticket as well to understand under what infraction, right? Um, but you would state that you're not guilty if you're not, if you believe that to be the case. And then you either would sh you know, show up at your court date um, to enter that plea. At that point, you would notify the Crown, uh, likely in writing, that you are going to make a constitutional challenge to this. And also you uh, want your the, the disclosure from the Crown so that you understand the case that they have against you. And right? the full disclosure. The full, well, and we'll see what happens. But yeah. from, my, from what I'm hearing is that those cases are not, they're being dropped, right? And so 
Well, but what about this new thing that's there's a there was a lawyer who walked through some new bill here in Alberta where they are basically disposing and dispensing of the rule of law and that you it, um, officers are now I don't, I don't know if this has been completely ratified yet I think it has been but um, officers when they write the ticket it's as if they were under oath and then you can't actually take these things to a court oh, have you heard this I haven't heard any um, I'll, I'll see if I can find okay. these, this 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 lawyer who he goes and he went right through the whole thing and he goes you have to like understand what this means this means is is you cannot use the rule of law in your own due process to actually do this and they're just going to basically keep all of that traffic stuff out of the courts did you have a comment to that yeah i, I heard it i mean i think that would that's a dark interpretation and maybe that's where it goes so the, it's a presumption of guilt um, but in that case, then when you fight a ticket, you would be appealing the ruling of your guilt. But I think he even said they took up the appeal. Find it. We'll I'll find, find it. it. We'll get that we in the notes. Yeah. We'll get that in the notes. On an, from another legal perspective, do you see Nuremberg-style trials occurring after this? Like There are a lot of people that, in my opinion, very obviously are guilty of crimes against humanity. I'm sorry, when you're when when we're genociding the elderly, when we're not resuscitating people that had that did not have do not resuscitate orders, mm -hmm. um, when we're, you know, even what we're doing to our children in schools and just do you see eventually people people being tried for like there's a I, lot of people that have to comply to make this actually happen. Yeah, and I think I think eventually, yes. I think once the full scope of see what's interesting and what other what other lawyers who do this, you know, constitute these constitutional challenges for a living, I don't. I I don't practice in the area of constitutional law, but oftentimes their experience shows is that they have initiate a lawsuit such as um, the one that Galati has going in Ontario, which is going to be like, that's a big one. Like there's a, there's an application being heard on the 21st of December, but brought by the JC that's being litigated by the JCCF, the, um, justice center for constitutional freedoms in, in Calgary. And part of what there's the relief that they're seeking is like a de declaration that Dina Henshaw doesn't have any powers yeah. like that. They, the government has inappropriately and unconstitutionally, um, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Abdicated. Well, um, given like um, allowed Dina Henshaw that office to to an unelected official to to make these orders, right? And so that's one of the things that they're doing. Rocco Galati's uh, lawsuit is much greater than that, but they all kind of stem under the same principles, right? Mm -hmm. And because they, the JCCF is also bringing, you know, the constitutional challenges into it as well. And so what we're going to see is that once these are decided, and I think that we're going to be really successful, um, is that there's going to be a lot of explaining to do. Um, but what happens, and what I was getting to is that oftentimes when the governments are challenged like this, you know, through the appeal process, as it makes its way, meanders its way up the court system through to the Supreme Court of Canada, the government will change their laws, mm -hmm. right? I'm hoping that these cases go straight, at least to the Supreme Court, regardless of whether or not the law has changed, because there, and I, and I know, 
I know these lawyers are are adamant that these rights are not only being violated, but you know exactly as you mentioned, like negligence, criminal negligence, and and I think that the necessary mens rea is there potentially that this was intentional. This was intentional. And this has been something, and this is the, this is the why. Okay. Let's talk about the, the why. why is the great reset. And the why is um, implement instituting a new, the new world order government. Um, and which is an, in effect fascism, communism. But this um, is a conspiracy theory. Where are you getting it? And it's not. It's right on the World Health Organization website. World Economic no, Forum. World, 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 world Economic Forum. Yeah. They're all linked. And when you go down the rabbit hole of actually spending time on the um, World Economic Forum and read anything by Klaus Schwab, like, you know, Jason Kenney even admits it, you know, in he one did, of his, yeah. his public addresses a couple of weeks ago. Um, there is a plan. Justin Trudeau was in front of the UN a couple of months ago. That video was circulated wildly across the internet that where he uses the language, great reset, build back better. This is, you know, the fourth industrial revolution. All of these things are used in the language that the World Economic Forum is um, putting out. And this isn't a conspiracy. We do know this. And the problem is, is that these government officials are puppets. It doesn't matter. Like they're puppets to a bigger agenda and they get their marching orders from somebody above them that we probably have never even heard of before. And, you know, whether they're bought off, whether they're MK Ultra, whether they're threatened, whether they're, threatened, whether they're willing participants, mm -hmm. you know, I, I think you got a mixed bag of all of that stuff. And unfortunately through the, you know, like we've been taught as a society, you know, you know, like, the gladiators watch the gladiators watch this football game over here and this you know star over there you know you know shaking her ass and all the rest of this stuff right? <laughs> look over here get botox you don't have enough you know get more shit get more shit get more shit get mm. more dead forget about what's going on over here and so while we've been so busy enamored with you know making ourselves feel better by injectables or whatever else we're doing or the football team that we're watching, they've been up to their agenda. And so this shouldn't come as any surprise. And anybody who spends like literally 15 minutes on the internet are gonna, is gonna see this. So what is your understanding of the Great Reset? What is, what is the end goal? I think the end goal, goal is depopulation. I think the end goal is the destruction of the economy uh, in the world as we know it. I think that it is, um, going to and this is a really dark the dark timeline but it, there's something called the georgia, georgia Godstones. Godstones. I was just gonna say. and it's right they're like how how tall are they like they're like 20 feet tall 20 feet tall they sit in the middle of georgia and mm -hmm. they're temp they're written stone templates and on the templates they show that the world the goal for the ideal population for the world is 500 million that's a huge number from seven point, however many billion are on this planet right now, notwithstanding the fact that Bill Gates and other people of his ilk readily talk about this. He's been heard in TED Talks, you know, and, and they say this right out loud. And I don't know if we just, the filter just goes, oh, that's interesting. He didn't really mean that. They're not going to actually do They're that. actually doing it. Right. <laughs> and, you know, 
when enough, you know, I don't have, I don't have the smoking gun evidence, but when I look around and I've been researching this for, you know, seven or eight years, and I look at a lot of different information from different sources confirming some right out of the horse's mouth, right off the World Economic website, that's telling us this information. Like it's, what, what other conclusion can you draw? Yeah, like, I you know, know. I, I, I'm pretty much seeing what why, you're seeing. Why do you shut down all the small businesses, small to medium-sized businesses? Why do you remove people from being able to socially interact with each other? Yeah. With, with why do you... Exactly. Seven, that's for four. these questions that more of these Absolutely. questions, because this is really important for people to ask these questions. People aren't asking them. So why are we closing the business? Why are we not allowed to socially interact? What else? Well, how can you how can you justify not going to church, but then standing in the line at Costco? You know, how, how do you justify that? How do you justify flying a plane, flying in a plane like this? Exactly. Right? Face, you know, mask to mask, mask to mask in a hermetically sealed vehicle yeah right? why how can you justify putting your mask on when you get into the restaurant to walk five feet to your table <laughs> and take the mask off yeah like what why can i um you know like my kids have to wear be masked at school all day but i you know that we can go out for dinner and 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 um with friends or whatever and they don't have to be masked mm -hmm. right like I don't under these rules don't make any sense yeah. and but they're also designed because they're they want like look at the mask the, the pictures okay so we've created this mask and I kind of got sidetracked from that we created this respect poster and it shows for businesses who want to honor the mask exemption and allow people the option of whether or not they're going to take control of this, their own sovereign being and declare their mask exemption and allow them to shop um, we're encouraging them to put up this poster. And what we noticed about the City of Calgary poster is that, first of all, there's three faces. They None, none of them have eyes, right? No, and they're all masked. And so, you know, we're they're dehumanizing us, right? When I look around right now, when I go out, you know, I don't even see people anymore. Mm -hmm. I see masks. I don't even, I just, or things, entities that are just happen to be around me, yeah. right? And um, and that is part of the psychological program, right? And, and to create dissension. So when you create dissension amongst people, you know, it, it's divide and conquer. This is, you know, this, these aren't new, like, theories. These are just what people do. Like, they're trying to reduce the amount of time that we get to talk about these things with people. Um, they want to scare us with information that makes no sense whatsoever. And they, they're dehumanizing us yeah. with there's a, forced there's, mask wearing. Are you guys familiar with the Biderman's chart of coercion? No. Yeah. yeah. yeah it's a good it's, one. It's for anybody who's interested. It's, it's, it's called Biderman's chart of coercion. And actually what it's about is how to torture people. Hmm. Right. It's actually, torture. it's a military. It, it was torture. It was like, how do you, how do you torture somebody so they'll eventually tell you the truth and interrogate them? But it basically goes through the step. We won't go into the we we'll go into the details. But, figure, but it go, basically go it goes through the steps that we've been going through in terms and of just shop. See if it looks <laughs> a little bit similar. similar. Go see if it's similar. And then and then they give you a little bit. Oh yeah, we're gonna free things up, and they give you that. Oh, see if we just yeah. do this. If we're just good little boys and girls, they're gonna let us have Christmas. And, notice, and, notice and then the they take it away. And notice the language around it. You know, Henshaw and Nenshi. 
the shaming. This is your fault. You guys are doing what you're supposed to be doing and you're causing people to get sick, right? It's your fault. I don't know. I, when I go around, like I'm like never around people who also don't have a mask on, like seriously. Well, and it's interesting. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I call it the lab, the, the logic litmus test. I was having this discussion with a neighbor and he kept saying these things, you know, I wear masks for my protection. I goes, well, let's just run that up the logic litmus test. I'm like, you know, I, I go into the garage, I turn on the bandsaw, I throw in a mask, mm-hmm. right? And I run, I run the thing because when I exhale, my mask wants to go out. When I inhale, it wants to suck onto my face so I don't get sawdust in my face. I don't want to get that stuff in me. So the idea that, that you know, if you want to make it psychologically, oh, I wear it to protect you and not me, it's, it's a piece of cloth and it goes both directions. Yeah. Well, how is that going right? to protect you five feet from the door of Earl's to the door? A hundred percent. But like, where is th- this benefit? is this is the logic litmus test, right? And so, you know, my my what I like doing is I like asking questions. When I get into these conversations. Yeah. I'm not much of a broadcaster. I'm more of a one-on-one. Well, let's just talk about this then, right? And just the whole idea, like, let's just logic this through and see if it makes any sense, right? We've lost the logic, the reason, the critical thinking, the common sense. Yeah. And we just listen and do as we're told. And I know Mike can, you know, talk, because we've been looking at this for a long time as well. And as I know you have as well, but you know, like it is about the destruction of the world as we know it. It, Like going back to normal will never happen. Like that's not happening. Now there was stuff that needed to be changed with the normal anyway. Right. Like, so this can be a really good opportunity too. Right. I think if we approach it the right way, but we do need to acknowledge what the hell's going on here first and see it for what it is and then start to make the changes before it's too late. But, um, and I don't know, when is it going to be too late? Well, yeah. And how, how do you see us coming out of this? What what are your, well, you have to, from my opinion, you, and Mike says this all the time as well. Civil disobedience is not an option. Like is not a choice. And like, you have to be, you have to assert your rights now because there is not going to be a different time to do so, right? You have to assert your rights now. And that means don't wear the mask. That means um, assert, your, give, you know, assert your exemption that you, you know your body better than anybody knows your body, right? And who, who is to say that this PCR test that we know is fla- faulty you know, we're not allowed to see our doctors any longer. You know, if we do it at Zoom meetings or whatever, they're not even part of the process of making a diagnosis any longer. Like, we need to take back our own autonomy and civil disobedience is necessary. Mm-hmm. It, it just is. It's a duty. Yeah. I think it's Gandhi says something like, uh, civil disobedience is a duty when the government has become corrupt. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I can't remember where we came across. I came across a quote that says, um, it's, an, it's immoral to obey an immoral law. Yes. Right? right. So, and, and... From both sides, to carry it out from, say, somebody who's carrying out orders, or from myself to follow the fact that I have to suppress my ability to get unencumbered air into my mouth and expel my toxins. It, it's... it's it, that that to me is my basic right as a human well, being. Well, notwithstanding, planet. like as we've said multiple times this evening, 
99.7% of people are going to survive. This is not a, this is not a killer that is devastating the planet. Unless, and those are uh, inflated numbers. Um, exactly. Right? Exactly. Those are, exactly. Yeah. Right. You know, that Deborah Burks on film said, you know, we're taking really wide berth, what we're calling COVID. Well, there's, there's something circulating on the internet right now with the health minister or some sort of health person in Ontario who hot, was hot mic'd and just today. And then she's just like, well, I just, she's like, I don't even read any, I, I just read whatever they write for me. Oh, that's what somebody said that said, put that on my page. They said, like, I don't even know why I look at all these papers, right? I just read what they, they I just say what they tell me to say anyway. Exactly. Right. Isn't that amazing? And also in Ontario, they also, there's a headline that they're, they're declaring anybody that was so-called diagnosed with COVID and it's a suicide, that that suicide is a COVID death. It's not even a suicide. Yeah. yeah. Well, they have so. to hide those numbers now. And the thing I is, talked to, well, no, just before. Yeah. I talked to um, a Foothills Hospital because I wanted to know the protocols. Like, are they actually treating anyone, or is it literally like go home and chicken soup? Like, are they using, are they even suggesting that people take vitamins or hydroxychloroquine or, or anything? Right. Like, is there any protocol? Right. Like, are they even trying to help people? Right. Yeah, because Henshaw certainly won't say anything and, um, about that. The woman I talked to got quite frustrated with me because she's like, well, it depends on how it presents. And I'm like, well, this is a, like a respiratory virus. What do you mean? Like, so I didn't understand. Like, what are you talking about how it presents? And she went on to explain to me how this is presenting itself in some cases as respiratory, but in other cases as rashes, as gastrointestinal difficulties. <laughs> so I would really like the Foothills Hospital to explain to me how a respiratory virus can cause a rash or... A gastrointestinal challenge mm. right yeah. well it's everything well, so and that's the thing where's the suggestion of creating health it's all about protection cut off move away it's not about okay let's move like it doesn't matter how anything's presenting some basic things like zinc and vitamin c and vitamin d are necessary for good robust health no matter what, no matter what. right and most people are deficient most people are deficient in nutrients and most people are poisoned by toxins in their environment, by the drugs they're taking, by whatever else, by the yeah. stuff they're putting on their bodies every single day. Yeah. Well, that, that's the next question I have is are, are our hospitals even testing for vitamin C or vi blood vitamin C or vi blood vitamin D levels? Because that's a very simple thing to do. It is a very simple and thing. And then it's, it's like so cheap that it wouldn't even matter. Then, and what is it, 80%, 80, 80 some percent of the people who have had, you know, um, some kind of detrimental symptomology or whatever of, of what we're calling COVID has, have been vitamin D deficient. Yeah. yeah. The There's a big correlation them, right? with vitamin D status. Yeah. And, and look where we are. Yeah, there's we are exactly. largely vitamin D deficient. Exactly. And then look at the people in the old folks' homes. But why, why isn't Henshaw telling it? Like, why isn't she offering solutions why isn't she saying get a lot of rest make sure you're taking all of your vitamins you know, why because it's you know, not about health <laughs> right how can it be about health when the only solution is this untested vaccine of like all this different stuff that's in it and please find out what's in it before you decide whatever you're going to do yeah that has to be like a separate show that has to be a completely <laughs> separate show. yeah, anyway, yeah not, absolutely another, but you know what it's you know in in my world, like I worked a lot with, you know, the quantum, right? The idea of consciousness and stuff. Yeah. And so why are we wearing all these masks and stuff? And, and I want to invite the idea that one of the reasons why we want to wear masks is because we're, we're, we're terrified of actually looking inside of ourselves. Mm -hmm. So this is just an external collective experience of what's going on when people aren't taking control of 
like even an interest, a willingness to go past their own cognitive dissonance to find out why they're unhappy, why they're unhealthy, you know, why they have no energy, why they don't, you know, all of these things, all of these emotional things that we don't want to look at. And so what do we do? We, we'd rather just put our Because they've kind on, of had a know? symbolic mask already on and now they get to put that mask on. And for some people, I think it, it, they're more comfortable because they don't have to face anyone like it you know you guys being in in your in your respective professions like do you you see a lot of people wearing like uh a figure you know a um a mask of of styles right you know there's oh yeah that's what i was gonna say i've seen sequins no 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 that's not what i mean i mean i mean like when i i'm talking i'm talking about a a figurative mask not a literal mask, right so i'm talking about wearing a mask of I'm an engineer, I'm a lawyer, right? Yeah. And, and you connect and self-identify with that status thing, right? Well, I wouldn't describe it as status. I would say that what you're saying is 100% accurately true and easily observable. Um, and so this is called professional conduct. So when you're engaged in business, even if you're making a deal, solving a fight between people, there's this idea that you're going to remain in professional conduct. So of course you're wearing a mask because you're, you're not going to express all of your emotions, all of your past all of your passions, your past, your history, your wants. That's not professional. You are there to perform a professional duty and you will do it in professional standard. But I, I get that. Like I understand professional role, professional conduct, that, that kind of stuff. And um, on your, in your scope of practice, you know, these types of things. But what, I, the, what I'm talking about is when we are... Um, I think I get what you're saying. I think... Not, like I'm, I'm driven to to want to have the status of big doctor so and so. Okay. Or well, and you know who talks yeah. about this, and you guys will appreciate this is David Ike, right? Yeah. And he, D- David Ike, for you know all the people that you know, he's like the king of uh, tinfoil hat <laughs> of, of, of the world. Yeah. You know, he's, and it hasn't um, been proven wrong yet. Hasn't been proven wrong yet, <laughs> but whatever. You know, and he's I, been, been debunked. He's been, been debunked, yeah. but not disproved. Yeah, exactly. But, you know, I really like what he has to say. And he, he actually has a show on Gaia.ca.com um, where he talks about this quite a bit. And I think it's in his new book um, that I'm going to get. And but he, the, what, answer. the answer. And what he talks about is, you know, the idea of perception, right? And, you know, he goes into the whole notion of, you know, are we living in a simulated reality and all that stuff, which is know quite a bit out there but um for some people but at the same time i really um what really resonates with me is the his ideas around perception right because when you change your perception of things things shift for you Mm -hmm. and um i think collectively we're suffering from like a a dis-ease of um unawareness generally and and our perception of how things are it's like it's like bad relationships that I've been, you know, in, and I, I, and I, I can think of it, I can relate to it like this. Like I always wanted this like fantasy relationship, right? Like, you know, I always got gifts and we never fought. The sex was great and all this shit. Right. <laughs> but not those relationships were never even a fraction close to that reality. Mm-hmm. Yet I pushed for it and I fought for this relationship that never was that to right. begin with. Right. And so I think that we all are, we all get there at some point, I think through pain, right? Yeah. I think that we all come to the, these self-realizations eventually that, okay, well, wait a second. I was delusional in my own 
perception of what I thought this was, even though it was, couldn't have been clear to me, you know, so it's, 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 it's just one of those things that I think people are going to have to come and wake up to eventually on their own, but, and, and I think that they will, but I think collectively we're going to, it's going to have to get a lot worse. Like it, it has to get a lot worse and that's unfortunate, but that seems to be how we learn on planet earth, right? Like we learn through polarity, right. And the, you know, the yin and yang, you know, this is, we don't know the good without the bad. And so we have no, we are measuring it otherwise. Right. And so that's what this density is all about. Mm. It's about learning the relearning of who we are as eternal, magnificent beings mm. that are like limitless. Right. Mm. And, and, um, and to allow our soul to ascend. And this is what's happening is a fight between good and evil. This is not about left or right or communism versus fascism versus democracy. It's not about that. It's about good and evil. And, um, and I, I just firmly believe that. And I feel that very deep in my heart and, um, and I don't care what other people think. I mean, that's the other thing. That's important. I do not care (laughs) what other people think. And that's, where more people need to be because I 100% yeah. agree with you. So did you have a comment? So we're getting really on in time here. Yeah. So I'm just wondering if you had a comment to that. And then afterwards, I just want to see, uh, see if, yeah. uh, if there's some couple things that haven't been addressed that you want to say before we're done. Yeah. So yeah, I think you want to say So something. Ike addresses that what you're saying. And he says, you are not your labels. You are all that ever was, is, and ever will be. And that's that, uh, that uh, quantum physics you're talking about, the quantum vacuum fluctuation. Yeah. And it's like what there, there's a there's a lesson in a book called A Course in Miracles. Yeah. And A Course in Miracles, it says you're you're, you're not uh, you're never upset for the reason you think, mm-hmm. right? So you know before Sasha, I, many relationships and none of them seemed to work out, right? Yeah. And it wasn't until I was like, well, wait a minute. I should really should. There's only one common denominator here. that's it right here and it wasn't until i went inside and started like sorting out stuff did you know i ever have something like this like now we're gonna be 15 years in and it's yeah sweet and and i think it's not to be underestimated. Yes, we can do all these things. We can do the lawsuits and we can do the research and we can, you know, you know, not give a shit about whatever other people think of us and all this kind of stuff. But I honestly think that the th- the real thing that's going to move the needle is when people really start learning the value about taking personal, radical personal responsibility about. Oh, I agree. I was so, so, so we actually broadcast different things. Into and the then, we'll, and then, then we'll do all the other stuff because yeah. we'll be responsible. So we will take the time to research and we will take the time to say, no, you don't need to protect me. I'll put, take care yeah. of me. I'm good. You don't have to do, you know, we'll stand up for that. Yeah. A few years ago, I was beginning to write this book and I like trademarked this and all the rest of it. And it's called the responsibility quotient. Mm. And it was, Ooh. it's about exactly what you're talking about. And so I fully, fully agree with what you're talking about. And it is about that personal responsibility because even with this, what we find ourselves collectively in right now, we have to take some responsibility for it. We let this happen. That's right. Mm-hmm. Like the Public Health Act has been around since, I think, versions of it since the 2000s, 
for 20 years. If you more, read that thing, more, more exactly. More. So, mm-hmm. but the, in some of the recent legislation, it's about 20 years. So when when I look at that legislation, I go, this is scary. All of this Very. is freaking scary. It is terrifying. Scary. It is so <laughs> and I was like, how the hell did this ever pass? It needs so, to be repealed. It needs to be repealed. The whole, and, the whole shittery. Yeah. yeah. And it needs to be written and in Kenny says he's going to do it. Well, so. no. He says he's going to do some of it. But the thing is, Jason well, Kenny... You can't force me to vaccinate. Well, yeah. He's Kenny's a, doing the same thing a lot of politicians do that are good politicians. They say one thing and they and do they precisely do. the exact opposite yeah. while defending that they're protecting you by doing the exactly the same thing. And Jason yeah. Kenny has done it very brilliantly as well because what he's done is he's offloaded it all onto Hinshaw in my opinion. And he is saying, well, I don't want the lockdowns, everybody, but you guys all do. Like you, that's what the CTV polls are telling me. That's what everything else is Because we all here watch CTV all the time. So the people that don't want them are the ones they're pulling. If he was a good politician, he has a duty to govern. That's his job. That's what we elected him to do. He's abdicated his job. He needs to be fired immediately. Because if he had, if he actually felt that way, he would have brought it back into the legislature back onto the floor and had a discussion yeah well then let's talk about it kenny right like you can't you can't be a pretend dictator (laughs) like that doesn't work for me Uh, (laughs) yeah so i think that like you know thank you very much for having us on and you know and you know we will work with you and share the more information and our as our website grows and and you know admittedly we're behind the eight ball too because i mean we saw this happening in march and you know now we kind of were like holy shit this is actually going into full tilt yeah so um but yeah i think the the biggest message is too i, I really love your message like i really love it, it is this is a um it is esoteric it is spiritual it's about learning who we are as people it's about finding that strength of who we are as people and honoring that and trusting ourselves to um to to be to to um understand and to promote our well-being like as individuals right as human beings and and yes and and say no and be proud of it and you know what there are going to be consequences and i don't know what they are but you know what it's not going to be fun or comfortable i've been walking around we've been walking around without a mask since the very beginning and it's not fun but we're in the worst no. lockdown of the people wearing masks that's what i don't think anyone really realizes yeah. we don't go anywhere I, I this, right this mass right. discrimination every right. day the moment i leave my house to the yeah. moment i get back it's constant mask discrimination yes and so like people are saying well, the maskers are doing it well give me a break the people who are not wearing masks we're in the worst lockdown ever. Totally. Because we are agreed. I never even thought about it that way. That is that is totally true. Because it makes you not even want to go anywhere. It makes yes. you not want to participate. Exactly. It doesn't. Yeah. And it's so uncomfortable. And I get that. Either that or pretend. we're all like Pepe Le Pew. Right. Well, and you walk yeah. down and everybody, every, everywhere you're walking, you're infecting everybody. But you know what? We, oh, don't go, so we just don't go out so anymore. Yeah. Like literally, you know, we avoid them all at all costs. And yeah. at Christmas, it's very difficult. But we shop online and get food delivered. We get, you know, we don't do any other than go to work yeah. if we're allowed to. We don't go anywhere. Well, then ask the people not wearing masks for medical reasons or otherwise. How many of them are willing to have a doctor or anyone shove a Q-tip up any orifice? Right. So how many? So if the whole problem here right now is these these so-called cases, 
how can you blame ma- people not wearing masks? People not wearing masks are probably not getting tested because they don't want anything shoved in their body that right. they don't want shoved in their body. Agreed. Agreed. Right. So, so you know, they really need to challenge the narrative. They really flip truth on its head. And a lot of people are starting to see through it. And I and I think that is the whole goal. The goal, the goal is that we don't have to wait five or six years to fight this out in court. The goal is not that we don't wait two years until the destruction of our economy reaches the same magnitude of 19, of 1920. Mm-hmm. Like these things, we can still avoid them. We can still avoid this public policy disaster. Like, and that's what the epidemic is. This is an epidemic of very purposefully designed public policy to destroy our current mode of life, to, to bring in this Klaus Schwab reset. Right. And I, it's a horrible truth, but it is truth. Mm-hmm. And not believing it, I'm sorry for you people out there suffering cognitive dissonance, but not believing it does not make it less true. That's right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And Denying as a parent, that's true. the thing that makes me, it's just like a, my, our son is suffering, right? He's just like, I'm so done. One is that he just wants to go back to like think about all the, like, the kids. Happy. All the kids they want to play hockey. They want yes. to see their cousins. They People wanna, don't understand. They want to be in the school. psychological ramifications of what they're supporting in the long term on, on that psyche of that child. Yeah. Like when these kids who are, you know, let's say ten and under, when they become twenty year olds or. 30 year olds well, it's going to be i think really a different spin on that i'm very hopeful of that because i think it'll be just like the 20s uh and then and then they had to combat that again but i think what comes out of the back side of this is a complete distrust of government complete distrust of health officials of enough people and it will be very very healthy for our democracy because there will be this idea that no you can't be trusted you can't even be trusted with your own job let alone someone else's health Fair. Like, give me a break. I like it. And I think on the back side of this, it will be remembered. I mean, there's a reason it took 100 years before society would accept this bullshit. Yeah. Because there's about a 100-year memory, it would seem. Mm, there's, interesting. It, I never thought of it that way because I'm more on the side of, okay, these are the formative years. We're building, you know, the future adults now. You think the suicides are bad now? I, I keep thinking we're setting up the future suicides for the next generation. But... Like, I like your thinking better. Maybe if the truth is revealed in time for that, that there's resiliency being created and, and maybe a more a sense of fight and strength. And like, we're, and we're not sheltering our son who's 11 from this information. Right. So I actually am pretty bullish on how he's going to turn out with this because he has feist. He's smart. He asks good questions. Right. And he, he'll probably, I would like to think that he'll be one of those that, that will stand and say, no, 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 this. Well, any young kid that listens, I tell them, I tell them for five, if I have five minutes only, I say, well, this is why you should be in politics. Like you need to be so that this doesn't happen again in, to your generation. Yeah. And the only way this happens again is if, if, if people don't go into politics and stop it. And so I think we need to create a whole new generation of politicians that will repeal the acts that will ensure that human rights and the rule of law and the discussion in the houses of, of parliament and legislature cannot be overruled by any one individual mm-hmm. ever, regardless. Well, and regardless of, of what the calamity is. Yeah. There's more of us. There really are more of us than there are of yeah. them. And we just need to reclaim our power and and just say no. And that's the thing. If everybody would do it, that's like I said from the beginning, if everybody would just refuse and not comply, it would be done so fast. Don't get tested. Don't be worried about losing your job because 
they're not going to fire you all. They can't fire the whole entire hospital no, staff. They can't exactly. fire all the lawyers. They can't fire all the engineers. No, exactly. Everybody just stop complying. Then we're done. Well, and then we can actually make systems better. So if we actually want to reduce influenza and, and or woohoo flu, whatever, mm. then we actually address it through the uh, air, uh, HVAC systems. You mm. have to adequately filter the air. You have to adequately yeah, exchange on the mechanical the air. level. And then there's these things. Right. Yeah. This, our, this our amazing, this, like the, the, this beautiful <laughs> system that came in. Because one another thing, like one, one of the things that really got us started on this path, well, uh, around coming and stuff. And Sasha just had a freak out in the in the kitchen one day, and she was just like, just so frustrated. She's like, people don't know how to take care of themselves. <laughs> right. They don't. Right. They were so they, afraid immediately. Like I wasn't afraid. Not not for a second. No, ever. No, I know. Never. No, ever. No. I know. Never. I know. Right? Yeah. You don't know what you put in your body. Like you know, you're not pharmaceutically deficient. You you don't you don't have a you know a vaccine deficiency. You, you know you don't. You, we have these amazing abilities to like bring our health into order, bring our consciousness into order, and all these things, exactly. and live as congruent in, in beings. And when we do that, we we won't be susceptible to things. Like yeah. we are, but when we're sick in our mind, sick in our thinking, sick in our body, well, but of course, of course, something comes in, you know, tries to upgrade your system and you don't have any resources to, to actually make it happen. So but you, this control system has been with us on this earth for thousands of years, right? Mm -hmm. And, and they've been doubling down for decades on this. And, and they've never been able to do it. Well, exactly. Right. And the thing is, is that like, there's no, there's no coincidence when you um, bring in the whole concept of atheism, right? When you try to completely remove any fragment of spirituality from the existence, right? Now, there's a lot of people who are religious and who believe in organized religion and all the rest of it. But I believe that, you know, there's been a concerted effort to confuse the issue. No, there's no pattern. There's no future life. There's no soul. There's no, 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 no. It's just whatever's between your ears and that's it, right? And I've always just refused to believe that. And but there are a lot of people that do, right? And there's a lot of people who, who claim to be very smart who um, will, will propagate that. And, but I think that that has been a concerted effort to further detach us from our soul, right? And, um, and oh. so it's all part of the mind control and, and people need to look up MKUltra. And they, they, it's a real thing, it did happen. It yeah. was CIA sponsored, it occurred in Canada. Um, We've, we're still paying Montreal. for it. There's still lawsuits. There's still lawsuits. It's and curious I, that Justin oh, Trudeau's father like and to... Justin Trudeau's son, or Justin Trudeau and his father, both put uh, media silences on these cases so that the general public doesn't get the fulsome story about Can uh, Canadian government involvement with the CIA and the Montreal Hospital. So we all think that we're, you know, we're, we're not susceptible to this, right? But we don't even really know, I think. And that's the other thing, like you don't know what you don't know, right? And and it's really important. And I would challenge people, have a conversation with somebody about something that you normally wouldn't talk to about, right? So that means it will be out of your social sphere of social your so, social sphere circle mm -hmm. whatever, bubble whatever um your cohort, cohort, <laughs> yeah, your cohort have a conversation and ask and really you know and as mike was saying earlier have the willingness like just listen and you don't even have to agree and you can but just have an open mind to hearing what they're actually saying and seeing if 
and then and then think about it like, like actual discourse like yeah right like we, we have opposing words, like yeah. when you don't just like hide behind your facebook persona and go tell somebody to pound dirt or that they're you know you're horrible and want to kill everybody like, right you know, really you good at that is joe mask. rogan joe rogan sits down and talks to any like across from anybody right mm, yeah agrees with them does disagrees with them whatever and, and well and, and we've devolved into we don't debate the issues anymore we attack no. a person right yeah that's exactly and it. that has to stop but people could just treat this like hockey and you know so that you can have an edmonton oilers fan and a calgary fan sit down get in a huge argument back and forth it gets all heated and they're both passionate and at and the end of the day they're glad they see each other <laughs> and that's partly why they are friends is so they can have that heated debate mm. yeah. and then walk out of the bar slap each other in the back and say it was great to see you yeah. and they do this every time they get together is to fight about their opinions on hockey yes. yeah. so if we could learn to see covid like your favorite sports team yeah. find someone who know. likes a different team and go have at her right <laughs> no, it's like it's like looney tunes like what was it um, Wiley Coyote and the dog. Yeah. George, morning, Sam. So closing comments. This is good. Anything? Last words. Last words. We've been well over two hours, I think. So we got to oh, cut last, it down. Last words is there's nothing to fear. The darkness has no defense against the light. So shine your light, shine a light, mm. whatever that is, researching, sharing, whatever. Shine your light. The darkness has no defense for light. Awesome. Love it. Thank yeah. you. And and civil disobedience, you know, be standing your truth, and know who you are. And um, there is nothing. There's nothing to apologize for, and there's and there is nothing to fear. We are going to be okay. Okay. And you're not alone. So if you're watching this or you're listening to this, and you're you've been afraid, you you don't agree with what's going on, but you don't like confrontation. You're not alone. And there are people out there that you can reach out to. That you are, or you might inspire somebody else to do the same thing when they say you without a mask. So, whatever that may be for you, just try getting out of your comfort zone a little bit more and a little bit more because we need you. The, the we need you. The world needs you, and it's mm -hmm. now. It's it's now. Now's the time. Nobody's holding a gun to your head right now, telling you to wear that mask or get a vaccine. Yeah. And I don't know if that's going to be the case in the future. So kind of dark, but ugh, shine your light. How about that? <laughs> I would add, like I think the first challenging conversation you should have is with yourself. Yeah, I like that. Challenge your own cognitive bias. Have question what you're thinking. Have have the guts to do that. Have the courage to you have the wisdom to do that because smart isn't like it, wisdom is not the yeah. inevitability of being yeah like Anyways. A, a sick mind can't heal a sick mind like i don't know what i don't know and so you know you and and don't be afraid to get that second opinion right from totally. a friend or you know a colleague that because you know we we all need help we all do we do right? and we need sounding boards and we need yeah yeah but we have to be willing we have to be right. willing okay well good thank you both so much for thank sharing you. your ideas you. and your thoughts and your research findings and everything i really appreciate you thank time. you for having us okay that thank was fun pleasure yeah. okay awesome, guys. all right guys that's another episode see you next time thanks for joining us bye, bye.